Okay, welcome folks to episode 28 of the Sam Hour. This is a, uh, today's guest is honestly a guest I've wanted to have on for a little bit over a year now. I'm more than beyond pumped that I got to get uh, this guest on. This guest uh, doesn't need an introduction, but he's still going to get one. He represents California's 23rd Congressional District. He is a House Minority Leader, and he's from Bakersfield, California. Congressman Kevin McCarthy, welcome to Sammy Hour. I'm very excited about being on Sammy Hour. Mm -hmm. I, it took me a while to be able to get this. So. It was. It, it, I mean, it, it took a while, but I think the timing's perfect. Yeah. Right. For instance, I wanted you back on, oh, geez, probably last August or July. Yeah. And I was, my friends were like, you had Vince Fong on. Who else are you going to have on? Yeah, who was that Vince Fong guy anyways? I don't know. I, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just DM'd him on Instagram. I said, do you want to be on my show? And he's like, sure. I'm like, all he's right, first. Guy. That's awesome. First politician on my show. But I was telling my friends, I was like, or they were like, you should get uh, Kevin McCarthy on. I said, I definitely want him on. I just had Vince Fong on. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. And I wanted you on last August, but it was so chaotic because we were going back to school. It was online, uh, so I had to navigate a bunch of things. And then, but through that, you want, me wanting you to have, me wanting you on my show, I was having a lot of cool guests on. Like I had Aaron Perlman on, Richard Bean, Mary Karen Go, um, guests of that nature. So I'm just happy that we can finally sit down and you can Who's be been on. your best guest so far? Oh, that's oh, who's tough. had the best ratings? Okay, so you don't okay, have to okay, pick. It's okay. like your children. You love all your okay. guests. I got you. But who got, so who basing had, it on facts. Yeah, who had the most listeners or viewers? Or? I think it was America and Go. Really? That episode exploded. It exploded because what I did was I was doing guests. I was doing uh, teachers and like I was having my friends on and I was having Aaron Was Perlman this in the on. middle of COVID too? This was uh, two months ago. Oh, like okay. Like exactly two months ago I released that episode. Yeah. So her episode just went bonkers. People, I got a ton of different followers, a lot of engagement, and people were like, oh my gosh, you got the mayor on. I said, I did. And I, sold, I told myself, I was like, okay, I kind of want Kevin McCarthy on. I always wanted you on, but I'm like, all right, now I think it's more of a possibility. <laughs> well, now you put no. the pressure on me. I gotta, be, I gotta get more than I, I Karen think, I think yours will do good. It's gonna okay. do awesome. It always, it's always about promoting at the end of the day. All but right. we can talk about that later. But um, just getting to the questions, uh, what has been your most watershed moment or experience in this last year and a half? And I say year and a half because that's how long COVID's been going on for, just about a year I, I and a half. I think for all of Americans, the answer is gonna be COVID though. You yeah. know, I mean, this is a situation that um, generationally will affect people long term. Mm -hmm. I mean, just from from health, from economics, from could something like this happen again? Mm -hmm. um, from a worldwide perspective, as you find out after battling COVID, where did it come from? Mm -hmm. um, what were the actions taken? Was it China, WHO, failing mm -hmm. the rest of the world? Um, it, it's a new form. I mean, we've had situations like this 100 years ago and um, you want constant improvement so how do we make sure we never deal with this again and now we're dealing with a variant yeah but really you want to always base it on science and he here we're going through a variant and i get a lot of information from a lot of different people but america did something amazing we did not invite this virus no. from a foreign land mm -hmm. but the ingenuity of our system is the one that's going to defeat it. it mm -hmm. We didn't just have one vaccine, we have many, and ours are the very best, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been vaccinated, I recommend people to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. This new variant comes in, you can get sick, but you won't be hospitalized. You, right. you have a greater chance of being hit by lightning than being hospitalized with the new variant if you've been vaccinated. Now, right. if you haven't been vaccinated, and it's faster moving, so you have a set number of people who have not been vaccinated in the country, but many of them, had COVID, so they'll be in a different place. Um, but if we got the rest, if they're able to have the information to get vaccinated, we'll get through this and we'll get stronger, but we should also look in the future. I mean, we had Ebola and others, but mm -hmm. we were able to stop those in the continent of where they came. 
In this situation, China failed the world, and we mm. need to get to the bottom of that so that never happens again, and make sure all the other countries as well. But to me, it, go, it goes from health-wise, economics, transformed government as mm -hmm. well. Um, and I hope at the end of the day, um, there are certain aspects, all those things very difficult, but telemedicine got pushed forward. Um, technology got pushed forward because we were forced to uh, as a nation. Um, I want us to take and learn from that at the same time. Right, right. So are you, are you saying, or based on your experience, would you say that you've become kind of a, a better leader or a more um, or engaging leader through this whole COVID experience? I, I hope, uh, I mean, there's many things we did during the COVID experience that were very bipartisan. And just because something's bipartisan doesn't mean it's good. Mm -hmm. But we took a, a real challenge there because what happened to the country, and I'll give you one example. We didn't know what was going to come our way. And we're, mm -hmm. we're looking at based upon China. They're not giving us information. It looks like it's going to last a couple months. That's the first impression. You're getting information based upon the science. And I'm getting Fauci telling you don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> we're, try, we're trying to get um, medical equipment. A lot mm -hmm. of it's based in China for what's going to come about. We're crafting legislation. We're really looking at small business. How can you best give that bridge to small businesses because you don't want them to lay everybody off because then they're on government's responsible mm -hmm. and you want the small business to stay up and running. But they're going to have to shut down. Government's telling them to, well, how are they going to pay their rent? How are they going to pay mm -hmm. their employees? So we created this something, the PPP loan. And before you would, government would say, go through small business. But what we did, we, we, took, we took the private sector, being credit unions, banks, FinTech, all the new stuff, mm -hmm. and we created a two-page paper. Now, they had to be approved from the small business, so there was a little wrangling at the beginning, but what we did is we loaned people money, but we gave it to them as a grant even mm -hmm. if you're a small business. Pay your employees, mm -hmm. you know, pay your rent, pay your utility, that'll all be forgiven. Um, we did as many loans in like 14 days as what small business did, administration did in 14 years. Wow. So when you look back, and, and we had to modify it, but we, we adapted as we went. I think people will look at, that was a good process. Now, a, a lot of small businesses didn't make it through, but we kept quite a few alive mm -hmm. from that basis so they could start again. But this constant opening and closing does real damage. Mm -hmm. If we base it a little more on science, we can get through this. We can trust people, give people the information. If you're vaccinated, you could still get the variant, but you're gonna be okay, mm -hmm. right? You're not gonna be in the low chance you're in the hospital. If you're around elderly people, I mean, if you're certain diabetic, certain age, and that you're more susceptible to it, mm -hmm. be better. Mm -hmm. um, keeping kids out of school was not the smart move, right? That was tough because we knew it's not going after, and it's tough just not just education wise, but mental wise. Mm -hmm. We've watched the challenges for these children now, and that's going to be long lasting. So we need to adapt to these and solve these problems. So it really, it just takes a lot of transparency and understanding from all ends, and constant improving because mm -hmm. you're learning new science mm -hmm. or learning more about it—not new mm -hmm. science, but learning more about it. Every yeah, day. we have to continue to adapt because we've been so used to <clears throat> adapting this whole year and a half with new information being thrown at us, new requirements being thrown at us, and we have to kind of keep that mentality going. But I don't think this idea that government becomes more powerful and this eat them to just shut everything mm -hmm. down—we um, know <clears throat> what is happening is bad. We know that we have the ability to combat it, but we know we gotta go on with our lives yeah. at the same time. And that's been the struggle with that difference of opinion. Right, it's been a long journey this whole year and a half. Um, how did you get to the spot in an environment where you're at currently? So basically, how has your political, political journey been? 
You know, um, my, mine goes a little different than others, right? Mm -hmm. I'm born and raised here in Bakersfield. Very awesome. proud of that. Awesome. I grew up on the east side of town. I went to Nelson and and uh, I lived on Nelson. I went to Noble Elementary and went to Washington Junior High. Okay. I went to Bakersfield High School. Oh, Once nice. a drill or always a drill. <laughs> we didn't have all these other high schools back then. Yeah, there's only like um, four back then. But I, I didn't set out to go to politics um, or be an elected official. Um, I tried to be a fireman, but my father was a fireman. They had nepotism clause. Um, I went to Bakersfield College. Mm -hmm. I started a small business when I was 20. I luckily won the lottery on the oh, second wow. day I started, $5,000 in 1985. I invested, made a little more, and I started a small business. And I, I would challenge anybody, um, if they want to be an entrepreneur, to go, to try it. Um, there's, there's lessons to learn. And, and don't, you've got to be fearless at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. And there's three lessons I learned in small business. You're the first to work, you're last to leave, and last to be paid. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very rewarding in that aspect. And um, I was pretty successful, so I raised enough... Made enough money I could pay my way through college, and I went to Cal wow. State. And because I had money, there was this there was this offer to be an intern in Washington D.C. with a local congressman. I didn't know him at the time, but I thought he'd be lucky to have me. And when I applied, he turned me down. Mm. So there's a couple lessons that I try to take traits. Um, I'm a risk taker, and I never give up. People should look at things. Sometimes people look at things finite or infinite. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm in it for the long haul. He turned me down, and I went back to him and said, you don't need to pay me. I don't need to go to D.C. I just wanted to volunteer. I volunteered, and eventually I got a job out of it. And I, I learned through that. I got my undergrad and my MBA out of Cal State Bakersfield. I, th I think they gave a fabulous um, education. I thought the MBA program was exceptional. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a, a large portion of uh, my students that I was in class with in the MBA program were foreign students, mm -hmm. um, Germany and others, and it was good competition for me gave a bit different perspective. I thought I'd go into business. I ran for the college board because BC was very good to me. Mm -hmm. Served there, found out that um, most of the problems aren't local. The, the state was controlling too much. I ran for the state assembly, served there, and then I, r I ran for Congress. Um, I was fortunate that I became leader. I was the first freshman to become leader in Sacramento. I didn't set out to be leader. It was just an opportunity. And um, in Congress, the one thing I learned in the body of politics. You want to be at the table if you want to rep represent your people. Mm. And to be at the table, at times you got to be in leadership. And so I, uh, I was been able to be a leader um, from that perspective and um, it's been rewarding. But the one thing I remember, I don't serve one set of people. I serve the 23rd Congressional District, also the nation. Um, there's going to be difference of opinion at time, but you always got to be willing to, to listen and uh, be willing to lead. So what where did you did you know from the get go that you always wanted to be a leader or how, how did that go? No, no, no. You, you know, in, in the elected position, I set out I wanted to serve in one certain committee and mm -hmm. um, opportunities rose up and I found out well I'd have more say here for my constituents. Mm -hmm. So uh, it turned out that way. I mean, everyone doesn't have to do that. Um, by this way, I get a say in all the committees. Um, I get to have greater. Greater ability to maybe influence things at times. When I was in Sacramento, they did a lot of things by what was called the Big Five, the four leaders and the governor. And that was a good training ground for me to be able to um, influence what policies and values you want in legislation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, how, how amazing is it that you came all the way from Bakersfield and that you're now the highest ranking Republican leader in the House of Representatives? Like, what does that mean to you? Um, I love where I'm from. Mm -hmm. I want to take those values there. But you know, the, the interesting part is, some people 
don't understand how great Bakersfield is, mm. right? I mean, think about it. Two presidents lived here. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll tell you one. You, you figure out who the other one. Mm -hmm. So George H.W. Bush lived here. Oh, wow. He lived over on the east side. Mm -hmm. uh, he was selling um, uh, in oil well parts and stuff for a company, and he came from Bakersfield. Now, can you name who the other president was? Um, maybe George Bush's son. Exactly right. Uh, Most people can't yeah. get that. That's very smart, Sandy. <laughs> very smart. He's a young kid, so on the back. Um, but see, this different. If if you want to go to space, you go out to Mojave, right? Yeah. The best agriculture in the world right here, the science and others. That's true. Um, energy. More, more ability of diversity energy here from, be it oil, natural gas, solar, wind, geothermal. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can't do from here. And that, that builds into what America is, right? America is exceptional. It, the great thing about America is it doesn't predetermine what's going to happen to you. It, it's, it's boundless of what you can, can do. It's what you apply yourself to. I mean, Chief Justice Earl Warren, former right. governor, came here. I mean, you apply yourself. doesn't matter where you're from as long as you're from America. So it truly is a land of opportunity. Oh, by Because you experienced it. You won the lottery. Then you started investing it. And then from there, you had your own sandwich yep. business, right? And then from there, I mean, basically the opportunities in that path was endless. I mean, think about it. So I, I, went, to, I went to BC and Cal State Bakersfield. Mm -hmm. um, I happened to be the minority leader. I'm also in history the only majority leader in Congress from California. Wow. In the history of all Congress. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you go to Stanford. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you live in San Francisco or L.A. You can, do, you can be able to achieve it anywhere you are as long as you're from America. There's opportunities there. And that's an important message, especially looking back at Bakersfield. Like you, When you think of California, you think of beaches. You think of the mountains in Northern California, or you think of palm trees and just skateboarding. But Bakersfield really doesn't have that. It has, it has kind of different aspects. It's hardworking people, focused people. Well, Baker, Bakersfield has a long history, right? Mm -hmm. Be it the Grapes of Wrath, be it um, Cesar Chavez, be it um, the standpoint. I mean, when you think about all those aspects of California and you look, not just Bakersfield, but Kern County, you have two naval base, or you have two military bases, China Lake Naval Weapons Center and mm -hmm. Edwards. Both of them are critical, but you have what over top of what's called the 2508 aerospace. Mm -hmm. That space is so critical for the future of America. You know, they, they test the latest airplanes, but they test the latest missiles. Then in the middle of that, you have Mojave. So all this, you're watching on TV, this private space that is transforming not just America, but the world, the ability to live from, from Elon Musk, mm -hmm. uh, right, to Richard Branson. You know, they, they, create, they made that spacecraft out in Mojave mm -hmm. to Bezos. He's got a, the, the Blue Origin works out there, too. So you've got a lot of that transformation of a, a unique place. Um, the fields in here from what we grow, the science behind it um, is unique, or from, from the oil fields, from the Mojave Desert, from the solar. The aspects of the entire nation, a lot of it is driven directly from here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, now that you say that, I can, I, I mean, I remember uh, learning this. I did an internship with Vince Wong about two summers ago, and I remember they That's why us. he was on first. I yeah. Said, well, I thought you were picking favorites, okay. <laughs> I, had his, I had his connection, but I remember I went to a meeting, and we were learning all this stuff about how a lot of the crops are like produced here, like uh, for instance, like when you grow oranges and apples and other stuff, a lot of it, we, we produce so much of that, we ship it throughout the whole world. We feed so the world. We here. really do, yeah. You look at the value of Kern County, it'll be number one or number two in the entire nation mm -hmm. when it comes to agriculture. Yeah, and 
I mean, I never thought I'd say this, but like looking back at, at being here for almost a little over 10 years now, um, I'm going to be moving to the beach soon. I, I'm going to miss Bakerfield just a little bit. It's a miss, fun community. Miss the, cool. miss the August, the, the, yeah. the, the, that 105 temperature. <laughs> that yes. probably what I, is what I won't <laughs> miss. But I mean, it's a, it's a really cool place. I'm going to miss my family, of course. But yeah, um, Bakersfield is definitely, I feel it's it's underrated. we got to give it more respect and appreciation. But sure. And you think of the traditions you have here, right? You think of the families and the businesses mm -hmm. from a Luigi's, right? Or a wool growers. More mm -hmm. than 100 years. That, how yeah. does that tradition maintain itself? Um, and it's it's ever growing and it's ever changing and it's, it's building. Mm -hmm. um, you, you've got success stories when it comes for, to sports. You've got success stories when it comes to science and others that all here from Bakersfield. Exactly. Now, talking about how unique and Bakersfield is, um, kind of focusing more on a national level, uh, America, of course, how unique and distinctive is America as well as to live in it? Oh, different than any other place. Okay. Mm -hmm. I fundamentally believe. Think about it. America is exceptional. America is more than a country. America is an idea. Mm. Conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all are created equal. There's no other place in the world like that. Okay? Um, and when I say America is an idea, this is what you have to think about. It's such a powerful idea. There's so many moments in time that you can see it. You can go back 32 years and why did a million kids go to Tiananmen Square and build the Lady of Democracy that mm -hmm. looked like the Statue of Liberty, put it directly across from portrait of Mao and what were they craving freedom of speech mm -hmm. just a couple years ago when they when they painted the American flag and the Israeli flag at a college in Iran mm -hmm. the kids walked around it wow. but the, the government wanted them to walk over it teach them something wow. Hong Kong just a couple years ago you, you have three million people out of eight million come out on a weekend with an umbrella in the rain because they crave the freedom and they bring the American flag just in the last month the Cuban freedom fighters in Cuba with American flags because they understand the greatness of this nation, that it's not the nation itself. Another one of our greatness is why when you come to America, you assimilate, right? Mm -hmm. So we celebrated the 100th anniversary of this year in April of my grandfather coming at age 10 from, from Italy, mm -hmm. right? And I remember going to a naturalization service just a couple years ago. And when somebody becomes a citizen, they have the same rights as you and I, when we were born here, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. They have the same responsibilities. But at that moment in time, George Washington becomes their founding father too, right? Mm -hmm. Valley Forge was their battle. Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln was their liberator. Martin Luther King spoke of their dreams. That's what sets us apart from every other nation. It gives you the opportunity to achieve more, right? Mm -hmm. You have to apply yourself, but you have an opportunity, and you're equal. Other nations don't do that. We believe in the rule of law. Right? Um, the rule of law keeps us stronger from the basis. We believe people become Americans as well. Mm -hmm. um, and we also believe our power doesn't come from government. Right? It's a higher being. Uh, and, and what's your rights? And that's different that sets us apart. Now, there, there's a time and a struggle right now where people try to criticize our founding. Mm -hmm. Okay? We never said we were perfect. We said we strive to a more perfect union. We should celebrate those successes. We should celebrate those improvements and continue to strive for it. But those people who just want to tear us down, there's no other place in the world like us. Mm -hmm. No other place. So basically, America is always going to make progress, but it's, it's a work in progress. There's never going to be anything perfect. Look, America, America is always going to, as long as we adhere to, I mean, at the Constitutional Convention, Benjamin Franklin, when they, 
when they walk, when he walked out, they asked, "What have you made?" He said, "A republic, if you can, can keep, keep it." it yeah. It's a generation's responsibility after generation to keep it. There will always be struggles. You've watched it, right? Democracies and republicans are not easy to keep because people get to vote, and our system is it has a structure not that one person gets their way, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about the Senate, you think about the presidency, you think about Congress, right? The Senate to me is like a country club, right? <laughs> There's just a hundred of them. Yeah. Right? Two from each state. If you walk over to the Senate, it even feels that way, right? <laughs> the House is like having breakfast at a truck stop, right? Mm. We're a microcosm of society. We come from every walk of life. We're supposed to be revolutionaries. We reflect what's happening in America. So you see us move side to side. And, and the Senate is kind of like the saucer on a teacup, right? So when, when Congress gets hot and it spills over, the saucer, the tea sits there, it's supposed to cool down. Mm. So they're elected every six years. And then you, you have the court system, right? A check and balance. Mm -hmm. At times, though, it gets out of balance. And, and at times like that, we feel it. Now we've got technology moving in. And government, you're supposed to find compromise. But in today's society, it's gotten to a different way that, that you almost dislike another person. Mm -hmm. And you drive that. You don't have news at night. You have opinion. And, and you can watch your own channel for whatever you philosophically believe. Mm -hmm. we, we need to have the fundamental belief in freedom of speech that we respect one another. Mm. You can have a different belief, but I respect your ability to give it. But today's wokeism, if you believe something different, I mean, I saw a poll the other day where more than a majority of Democrats believe it's okay to fire somebody if they voted for Trump. Wow. Um, you know, how is that possible based upon a philosophical belief? We, we can't judge you based upon the color of your skin. And you've got this critical race theory, right? That, that is reverse, in my opinion, what Martin Luther King would say, not to judge you on the color of your skin, not to judge you on, look, I don't hold you accountable for something your parents have done. Mm. It's what you do. And that's why we strive to be a more perfect union, right? We improve with each generation. Um, and look, we, we shouldn't hide from what our past is. You know, a Jim Crow law, I'll argue with anybody about how Jim Crow was wrong, but Jim Crow was created by Democrats, mm. you know? Uh, in my office, I have a portrait of Joseph Rainey, the first black American elected to Congress. I'm proud that he was a Republican. I'm proud that Abraham Lincoln was our first president. Um, I, I truly believe if Abraham Lincoln had not been assassinated, we probably wouldn't have gone through some of those strikes. We wouldn't have waited until the 50s to have uh, a civil rights movement. Uh, it would be malice towards none. And these are challenges. We should learn from all those in the past to make sure they're not repeated, but we should also celebrate the successes. So basically, when we talk about the past, when, when you think of council culture, that's something, what is your view and opinion on that? The, that goes against the foundation of America. I can disagree with you, but you have a right to say it. Mm -hmm. This idea that I'm gonna push you down, what you, what's gonna happen here is no one's gonna be able to ha debate an idea. One, one is right, and how is that even right? You know, it's an emotional decision. Um, one of the strengths of America is we debate ideas, and the idea should win at the end of the day. Um, and you got to find compromise along the way. But the, I'm going to tell you what you have to think. I, I should be challenged on my own beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. Challenge me on it. And you should be able to say it. But the idea is people have to think the same way as others. That's not, that goes against America. It's unhealthy. Totally unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I definitely think that's something that. I mean, I feel like in the next decade, that's something that's probably going to be addressed a lot. And I agree with you on, in that sense that it's not really good to just because someone has a different opinion to you, just completely cancel them out or say, oh, 
I don't I don't like what they think. I, I can't associate with that because that makes us more divided. And I really we're really it's, supposed it's to be It's an uneducated decision, and it's not about tolerance. You just want to impose something on somebody else, and it's it's almost it, it's almost a childish position to have. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to you. You, you just <laughs> believe what I say. Yeah. I mean, you, you think about that in children doing that. Mm-hmm. You don't think about the other way. That let's rationalize. Let's talk about it. Let's see what's best. It really causes no mental growth when you say that at the end of the, no. at the, end of the day. No. And that we we honestly can't have that, especially now more than ever in this new season, or not really new season, but this this trying time and this kind of growing time of COVID. I think it holds the country back. Okay. Mm-hmm. If somebody's more concerned about another American just because of their political beliefs, we're not putting our sights on the big picture. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at the challenge of what China will bring to the world. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at other nations. What moves America in a stronger position? But now we're going to pick and choose. You can only believe this, and you can't, mm-hmm. you can't be in power because you have to be a Republican. You can't have a job because you thought philosophically... It's almost communism right there. It is, yeah. in all different aspects. Mm-hmm. And it makes us weaker. Instead of, as Americans united together, there are certain aspects out there in the world that should unite us all together. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have COVID ever again. Mm-hmm. You should, I agree. You should, you should find out where that came from. China shouldn't be rewarded from it. Mm-hmm. Should we talk as, as a world that, um, of nations? Why should China have the Olympics, next mm-hmm. Olympics in 22? That, that's wrong, you know, from all different aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, just, there's so much going on. And I mean, what's something I really want to ask you is do you think we'll ever know the truth about, like I'm talking about the whole truth about, about COVID and its origins and about yeah. Like really focusing on science, like what you were talking well, about. There's a, we'll ever know. There's a latest report that the Republicans just brought out um, that really shows, answers a lot of questions. There's still more questions out there, but you know, science will continue to show this out. Yeah. Why is China holding back from allowing people in to see? Why are they now going after the World Health Organization? Mm. Why are they going after Australia just because they want to know? Why are they punishing people from that aspect? Mm-hmm. It really makes you wonder, right? But you can start finding when it happened. You can trace it back. At first, we have to be able to defeat it, and then you have the time to go back and trace it and see and why they try to destroy evidence from that nature. Mm-hmm. That's real concerning to me. I would think if something like this happened anywhere, you'd want to contain it, and you want to tell the rest of the world because you're killing lives from that aspect of where we go. So a couple things need to happen. Mm-hmm. First, America should release all the intelligence they have on this. So the rest of the world can see what we have and put it in the body of the court of the world so they can know if it's not right or wrong, but release the intelligence, don't hold it back. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we should make sure we never fund this type of um, research again, yeah. at least not within China, Russia, Iran, or North Korea for what they're using it for. Um, thirdly, in the process, China should not be rewarded for what transpired. Mm-hmm. Why did why did they stop domestic flights but keep international flights when they knew what was happening? Mm-hmm. Um, why did they influence the World Health Organization to not base their decision on science but base it on something that benefits personally? Why did they hoard the medical equipment instead of sharing it because they knew what was happening? Mm-hmm. These are all major problems um, that just raise more doubts, and that's why we. This is a place. It shouldn't be Republican or Democrat. It should be one body looking at this concern. Mm-hmm. Just examining facts and yeah. that leads to the truth. Exactly. And this may be more of a deeper question and one that may be kind of intense, but do you ever see not just America, but the world ever getting out of this like kind of like 
COVID reality. Yes. Okay. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 will definitely solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Will there be new ones arise? Yeah, and we'll be better prepared for it. Um, but think about just being vaccinated now. Uh, you still get the flu. You still get flu shots. Mm-hmm. Um, the new variant came back, but if you've been vaccinated, you can get sick, but you're more likely to get hit by lightning to have to go to the hospital. So that's very positive. Mm-hmm. So we're able to reduce the death there, but you want people to be vaccinated. If you're not being vaccinated, it's very serious and, and it moves faster than the, than the last version of COVID. Um, but we gotta get beyond where we are today and we will constantly improve. The therapeutics, the more we learn about it, um, in America, the ingenuity of our companies will be able to um, build more therapeutics, mm-hmm. more vaccines. They're talking now about maybe in a pill form as well. Oh, wow. So I think we'll constantly improve from it um, to combat it. It just basically takes time and everyone working together and kind of yep. seeing eye to eye. And that's something that's been well, The more information tough. you have, the better off it right. is. Um, how can this young and present generation can contribute to, a, to providing a, uh, a more progressive and promising future for America and Americans? Well, I always believe learn the tradition of the past, but apply it to a changing future, right? Learn the greatness of America and its values, Mm -hmm. and you apply it as you change forward. Division harms America. We're different than every other nation. It doesn't matter where you come from, you become an American. You Mm -hmm. assimilate. In France, that doesn't happen. In other countries, it doesn't happen. And the idea of of trying to divide American based upon political lines, ethnic lines or anything else, fight that. Fight that. Do not allow that. The idea that if you're a young person, you're off the college campus. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a situation. You have a, you have a certain philosophical belief, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have somebody on that college campus that has a different belief than what you mm-hmm. do. You're going to find it a moment in time, someone's going to criticize that person and tell them they can't say that. Wow. You should be the first person to stand up for it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's different than you believe, but they have a right even if it's outlandish too, yeah. they still have a right. And this is the one thing I would say to anybody. If you believe in your principles, that it brings people more freedom and more prosperity, be happy. You don't have to be angry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what, this is if you're a conservative, this is your liberal, whatever. Don't be angry about your beliefs. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, more people want to know what you're drinking and want to, what you associate with you. If you fundamentally, if you're happy about your beliefs, you have a foundation of what you really believe. Mm-hmm. And I love being a happy conservative. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, where do you see the future of this nation? Oh, continuing to strive to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I firmly believe America is more than a country. Look, I grew up in the 80s in high school. Oh, nice. We had two Germanies. Uh, <laughs> we had the Soviet Union. Um, and people thought, you know, what, what's going to happen? It's going to be a nuclear war between the two. Mm-hmm. That yeah. never took place. Never. The Berlin Wall came down, the Eastern Bloc collapsed. Um, freedom rose, Germany became one. We watched something fundamentally, and it was based upon the ideas of America. Mm-hmm. And there was really a moment in time where it was difficult, but you had a Margaret Thatcher leading in the UK, you had a Ronald Reagan, you had Pope John Paul. All of them believed in the idea of freedom of the individual. It, it made shipyard workers ride us up in Poland, right? Mm-hmm. No one thought that world would change, but it changed the entire map. Today we have other challenges, right? You have the rise of the communism of, of, um, of China being stronger, moving in other countries as well. Um, in America, we've got, here was Cuba for 
more than six decades about communism, you got people rising up wanting freedom. Why do they want the freedom? Because they watch the communism fail. They have, they have free health care. They have free school, but it's mm -hmm. terrible. Yeah. Right? They don't have bread. They don't have the others. They watch the same problems they had before. We had watched in Venezuela, where Venezuela was the jewel of Latin America. Hugo Chavez comes in, and he, in, in a democracy and changes his government takes over businesses. He promises everything freedom. He tries to pack the Supreme Court. He changes the Congress and others, changes the Constitution. And now people are leaving there because they can't have milk. They don't have electricity and others. We know what works, empowering the individual. And America will still be that beacon. As long as we're the beacon, the world will be a better place. Mm -hmm. It's a very powerful message because people say that, like, I mean, we've been talking about America for much of this episode, but really America is one of the most influential and impactful countries because it just, when people see what we're doing, it influences them. Like how you were talking about China and people in, the, in, in, in other places, I think Iran you were talking about, how they wanted to model America and be like us. And I think we need to continue to hold fast to our democratic and our American values because not only is that gonna help us, but I feel like that's gonna influence other people, especially we in a time like this where we so should stand with We should be standing with the freedom fighters in Cuba. We should mm -hmm. make sure they have the internet. The more information people have, the more freedom people are going to want to be. That's why America leads in technology. That's why we lead in healthcare. That's why we lead in other. Because we unshackle from what government burdens have mm -hmm. and allow individuals to be able to achieve something greater than their own. So basically, censoring is never a good thing. That freedom never. of speech is one of the. It's a foundation. Best that's why it's number one. Foundation. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, that's the First Amendment. That's right. right there. That's why you um, can have your podcast. Yeah, exactly. Think that, about doing this <laughs> in another country. In China oh, yeah, today. True. Okay. Let's take this perspective. Yeah, I want to hear it. You're looking at China, and I, I'm watching the NBA bend a knee to them. I'm watching Hollywood bend a knee to China because they have a big population. Mm -hmm. And but China tells you what you can say. They they remake um, Top Gun. Before you had Taiwan on the uh, a sticker on the back of his jacket that can't be on there because because uh -huh. uh, China doesn't want to allow it. Right. The other challenge that you'll find if you're in China and you want to go buy an airline ticket. Even though you have the money, doesn't guarantee you have the right to buy the ticket. They look Insane. at your score about what you say, about what your family has done. Mm -hmm. They literally tell you, you need to go apologize, and then maybe you can get a ticket on the plane. And it should never be like that in any country. Never. Mm -hmm. That's, in my opinion, that's kind of a that's is, that is oppressive. Yeah, but that oppression continues to be pushed around the world, and then you have people in America thinking America is bad. Mm -hmm. Travel the world a little bit and they'll understand the freedoms that they have here and the importance and the challenge of what going forward. Yeah, I'm grateful I can be here to have a podcast and just spread truth, have people like guests like yourself on my show. And I really just think about it like it takes sacrifice and it takes being adventurous and, and risk taking. Because my grandpa came from this country from Honduras in 1984 with only $500 in his pocket and his family, not knowing really anything about, the, uh, about America or uh, about Americans, and he made it work here. Yeah. He's still living here today, doing well. His kids are it's doing well. the American well. dream. It is. Every generation improving on the next. Pursuit and opportunity, yeah. Um, uh, great episode. As we start closing down, where can the listeners and where can people find you? Uh, there's a lot of different places. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, you can always go to the office. Fox Funko. News, CNN, they can find you there, too, <laughs> on a more national scale. Yeah, right? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you really want to find me, mm -hmm. go to Luigi's or... Fugatis or Dewar's. Yeah, and uh, I'm usually at one. If it's lunchtime, <laughs> it's Luigi's. It's dinner. I was at Fugatis last night, and I'm always in oh, wow. the drive through at Dewar's. Supporting local Bakersfield business right there. Pretty much just getting fat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you jog? Do you work out? 
I walk my dogs. That's perfect. That's an exercise right there. That's right. Um, go Roadrunners, right? That's right. All right, folks. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman McCarthy, for being on. It was an honor. Um, folks, just want to give you a little bit of an update. I'm probably going to take about a month and a half to two months break. Uh, I'm starting college. I want to try to navigate things, see what I can do with the podcast. So this is the last episode of summer. Not the last episode of the Sammy Hour. Don't, don't get that idea. It's the last episode of the summer and one of the last episodes for a bit. It's a great way to cap off with someone like Congressman Kevin McCarthy. Thank you. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Appreciate it. Enjoy your summer and uh, I'll, I'll see you guys around. Good luck at school. Thank you.